Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amy, and I'm excited to bring a topic to you guys today that I think a lot of you can resonate with. It is this idea of an increase of knowledge. What is going on with AI, chat, GPT, and this running to and fro with extra knowledge that the Bible talks about? I really want to dive into this subject. I think it is a timely one. And, um, you know, it started, I was talking with a friend of mine, and we were discussing this idea of in the end days, according to scripture, there's going to be this increase of knowledge. In fact, it comes from the book of Daniel. And Daniel talks about this idea in the end days that knowledge shall be increased. And we're going to kind of jump into that and break down the scripture on that so we have a better idea. But I was reading this article and it really struck me. The title of it said, New AI can predict people's time of death with high degree of accuracy as study finds. And in this article, it was done out of a technical university of Denmark. The population was used and it was shown this AI model, which was trained on personal data, was shown to predict the people's chances of dying more accurately than any existing system. And in fact, it also used the stories over of over a million people to highly predict the lives of individuals and what they would do as well. And as you read the rest of the article, it goes on to say, and I'm quoting directly from the article, researchers took the data on a group of people from the set aged from 35 to 65, half of whom died between 2016 and 2020, and asked the AI system to predict who lived and who died. They found that its predictions were 11% more accurate than that of any other existing AI model or the method used by life insurance companies to price policy. It goes on to say, we use the model to address the fundamental question, to what extent can we predict events in your future based on conditions and events in your past, Dr. Lehman said. Scientifically, what is exciting for us is not so much the prediction itself, but the aspects of data that enable the the model to provide such precise answers, he added. And, you know, you think about these kinds of things, and it's, it's disturbing, because many of us that have a deeper insight into this technology and different schools of thought on this, obviously, but I think that's fair to say that a lot of this stuff that is being engineered has a, a spiritual motivation behind it. And specifically, if you're looking at this stuff to engineer a response like who is going to live and, and who is going to die and in the chances of that, there clearly seems to be some divination involved in that. Whether you believe that or not, or mathematical ad- algorithm, it still is pretty disturbing to think that there is an AI trained model out there that can do this. And we can even think about what was recently said at a World Economic Forum. And most of you guys have heard of Yuval Noah Harari. He was known to be a contributor and a speaker at the WEF. And he is promoting this idea that AI will be able to generate a new globally accepted religious book. And what he's basically saying is that AI can rewrite the Bible within just a few years. And he said a lot of other things that are very disturbing coming from him. But um, this idea here that I kind of want to set the stage with is, what are we moving into? And has this been predicted in the Bible as in the days of Noah, so shall it be? We all are familiar with that verse. And I think a lot of us think of the Nephilim, but do we think of the increase of knowledge that was going on during that time of Genesis 6 as well? And that's what I kind of want to talk about today is this idea of an increase of knowledge, how God is using 
his design, his design of a cyclical manner, right? This is how he has designed our world, right? He is the alpha and the omega. We look at the earth and how he created the earth. He used a circle, right? You look at the sun and the moon and it moves in a circuit or a circle around the earth. And we also look at seasons. I mean, seasons are cyclical. We look at the idea of birth and death. And, you know, even the Bible talks about the sun going up and the sun going down. You have this idea of generations coming and going and, you know, God's word abiding forever. But when you look at some verses, specifically in the book of Ecclesiastes, um, Ecclesiastes 1.5, says the sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. And the next verse says the wind blows to the south and to the north, round and round it goes, ever returning to its course. So we see this idea of always working in cycles. And if we understand that the days of Noah is what it's going to be like before the Son of Man returns, then we can kind of get a better idea of the season when Christ will return. So that's what I want to talk about about today. But let's look at Daniel 12.4. Let's break that down just to get an idea and set the stage for what I want to talk about. But Daniel 12.4 says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Now, when you look these words up in the Hebrew, which I really encourage you guys to do because it really helps you get a better idea, this idea of time of the end. So time is the Hebrew word eighth, and this means a time or a season, right? Um, A set amount of time. And it could also mean an unset amount of time. And so when you look at that, when could this have started? Well, it could have started in the days of Daniel, right? This undisclosed amount of time. And but it then it clarifies and it says in this verse of the end. Now of the end is this word kates. And kates is the word that's used for space or time. And so again, you've get this idea of the time of the end. So how long this time of the end is, is an undisclosed amount of time, right before Christ returns. And this increase of knowledge is the context about what we're talking here. And then the last part, it talks about many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall be increased. When you think about this running to and fro, you think about this idea of people like physically running, but the idea here is fast movement, okay, like a very quick, quick movement. And it's interesting because this Hebrew word is called shoot. And so it's almost like gives you this idea of a quickness. Um, It's like a very fast movement. You can even look at it when you look in Second Chronicles sixteen nine, it talks about the eyes of the Lord are on those in the earth and they run to and fro. And it's like this constant movement of quickness. And this is the idea here in this context. And then it says many shall run to and fro. So this many is a numerous amount. And then the idea of knowledge is this word da'ath. And this is the same knowledge that is used in Genesis 2, 9 and 2, 17 for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And knowledge is an understanding. It's um, It can even be used as wisdom. So there's this idea of this quick movement of wisdom going to and f- fro across the earth and an increasement of that. So when we think about this verse and we think about today, we see this rapid increase of knowledge of perception of understanding. And again, it goes all the way back to Genesis, where Eve ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what was the lie of the serpent? There were three lies. 
you shall not surely die. Your eyes will be opened and you will be like gods. And this is the idea of what's happening today. Everyone's eyes are open, right? This idea of enlightenment, the third eye is very pervasive. And we see that in symbolism in our culture. But this there's also the second lie of immortality, where the enemy wants us to believe that we're going to live forever. You know, we see that with the elites and this idea of adrenochrome and constantly trying to stay young. And then the third lie is you shall be as gods. And this is this idea of a supernatural goddess or or God who is elevated above the rest of humanity. And I think we're seeing this today, you guys, there is a rapid increase of knowledge, there are the lies of the enemy that trails all the way back to the garden. And we are seeing this increase of knowledge as part of the days of Noah. Now, why do I say that? I think this is an integral part of where we can also talk about and tie in the increase of knowledge. Because for many of us that have read the book of Enoch 1, Okay, Enoch 1, for those of you guys that don't know, is a extra biblical book. It was not put in the original canon. It was left out. And I do believe that it was left out for a specific reason. Some of the details in the book of Enoch are really, I wouldn't say radical, but they're we understand them better today because of what's going on in our world and the increase of knowledge than I think people would have prior to them being prior to the book of Enoch being discovered discovered in the Dead Sea Scrolls in the 1940s. So I think the book of Enoch can be used as extra biblical content to support the Bible. Now, with that said, anything that contradicts the Bible you throw out. You never want to keep something that contradicts original scripture. But the fact that this was found alongside their Dead Sea Scrolls, and we know that other cultures like the Ethiopian Bible have had the Book of Enoch for a long amount of time included in their Bible. But this idea is that it has shown us a little bit more into the Genesis 6 happenings where the sons of God saw the daughters of men that were fair and took them wives of all which they chose. This is a very short part of chapter six of Genesis. And when you read verses one through four, many of you are familiar with this text, but it talks about this very mysterious part of the Bible where these gods came down, these angels, these smaller Elohim, came down, took, there's a critical word there, took women that they chose, right? Daughters of men. So that means human women. And they mated with them. And then it goes on to say there were giants in the earth in those days and also afterwards. And it talks about the mighty men. And this is where we get this idea of giants, Nephilim, etc. And there was extreme wickedness on the earth at this time. And this is why God flooded the earth. Okay. But the book of Enoch, which was discovered, it gives us a little insight into what was going on during that time when these angels came down and mated with women. Now, it is said that they came down on Mount Hermon, that they made a pact, that they were going to come into the daughters of men. And if you read the Genesis 6 conspiracy by Gary Wayne, he really gives a lot of insight into the background into that in his research. And I find it really interesting because it really tells you how some of these occult magic, some of this occult magic came to be in our modern day and throughout time 
it really started way back with this hidden knowledge that we're seeing a rise in today. So going back to the lineage of Noah, we can see that there were 10 generations back to Adam. His father, Noah's father was Lamech, his grandfather was Methuselah, and his great-grandfather was Enoch. Now, when you look at those two lines, the line of going down from Lamech, right, and Methuselah, you also see the opposite line that um, continues on. And it's really interesting when you compare the two lines, one is almost good and one is almost evil. There's an evil Enoch and there's a good Enoch. So when you look at that, it's almost this imitation that the enemy tries to play in his, in quote, bloodline versus God's bloodline. And the great grandfather Enoch of Noah was the person that is believed to have written and narrated this book that I'm touching on today. And I find it really interesting because in the book of Enoch, it talks about how these angels came down and they really focused on the daughters of men. Okay, that's an important clue. And they took them. So they took them um, as their own. And they taught them this human magical knowledge and they taught them this human knowledge of skills for seduction, war, sorcery, astrology. And I think it's interesting that they taught them a hidden magical secret knowledge that mankind was never intended at that point to know. Now, whether God was going to bring that about sometime or we we really don't know, but at that time, the angels of heaven were teaching these things, this secret hidden knowledge to the daughters of men. And it was knowledge that they never should have known. And and thus ensued this idea, along with the mating, that corruption and wickedness was rampant on the earth. And this is one of the reasons why God sent the deluge. Now, I think this is important because many people skip over this part when they are studying the end days. Not everyone, but a lot of people do because you think, okay, what are the commonalities, right? It's the angels, it's the human women, and you know, this kind of sex magic or whatever you want to have it, this interbreeding. And you also have the the wickedness and then you have the judgment. Well, part of this situation in the end days is this increase of knowledge. And what is the increase of knowledge that we're talking about? Hidden occult knowledge. And what do we see running rampant today on social media? Now, I like to bring in social media because it's part of our life. Everyone spends time on social media. In fact, I think the last time I read an article, it said that the average time that people spend on social media is somewhere between two to three hours. I mean, it could be more give or take. But the idea here is that social media is such a huge part of our lives. And this increase of knowledge is directly tied to social media. It's directly tied to AI, to chat GPT. It's all interwoven into these social media platforms that all of us use at some point in our day. So it's you know, we have to utilize that as part of the discussion, because it is such a huge part of our life now. And that just adds to the fact that we are learning so much so fast. And, you know, I read another article, it was from a digital journal from 2018. And I found this really interesting. It said, until 1900, human knowledge doubled every century. By the 1950s, it was doubled 25 years. In 2018, it was every day. And now human knowledge 
is said to be to to double every 12 hours. That is an insane amount. And it could be give or take, we don't necessarily know, but that's beside the point. The fact is our increase of human knowledge is rapidly exponentially increasing at a a rate that is astronomical. And I really do believe that we are moving closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. And if you have any doubt that this is happening, well, I just encourage you to dust your Bibles off and get into it because it's coming quickly and the deception is rampant. So going back to Enoch, I do believe that in the days of Noah, there was a release of knowledge upon men and women And it's made this full circle. The floodgates are open. The knowledge is rapidly spread um, throughout social media to all parts of the world. And in many ways, this is really great because you can get the word of God so far out there. But there's also so many downfalls and so much deception involved with social media as well. And again, touching on the point that this hidden knowledge was what was given to mankind on Mount Hermon, right? When the angels came down, the sons of God. And like I said, nowadays, everyone is obsessed with this hidden knowledge, this this more uncovering of the secret societies and the symbolism and the decoding and, you know, the Hebrew roots of certain words and God's name and what's pagan and what's not pagan. I mean, I've never seen the likes of it, you guys, and it's it's crazy. I mean, it really shows us that this full circle is coming about. And I do believe the bloodline families are a part of this. I think that this happened probably really started to increase the technology and the, the expression of this hidden knowledge started around the 40s. And we're going to get into kind of a little timeline. But when you look at this on social media today, you see this idea Perfect example is the recent movie that was put out with um, Obama's Higher Productions. And you look at this movie, Leave the World Behind with Julia Roberts and a number of um, actors that are well known. And I think about two days after it had been released, all throughout social media and Twitter and Instagram, there was a flood of people decoding and finding hidden symbols and stuff in this movie. Now, while I think that is good, and that's actually kind of why I started my page, you know, six years or so ago, I do see how it's increased so rapidly where it would have been out of the norm for someone to do that when I first started. I didn't have many pages that were doing that. It now seems like every other page is a truther decoding page. And it's crazy to me. I mean, on one hand, it's really great because so many people are waking up and they're really trying to understand what the world is made of and who's running this world. But I do think there is a another side to this coin. And that side is very deceptive and very dark. And it is really going to lead people down a path of deception. And so going back to some scripture, you look in Matthew 24, 37, and it says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the son of man. For in the days before the flood, the people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And so when we start to look at the, at the scripture that is wrapped around this time, this idea, the day or the hour, nobody knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father, this scripture says. And so we don't know 
the day or the hour, but we do know the season because the return of Christ is symbolically um, represented in the birth pains. And so for any women out there who have given birth, you know when that baby's coming, the water breaks and there is no turning back, that baby is coming. And so the same is true when we look at Jesus Christ and his return we see the birth pains leading up. And again, I think these birth pains could have been going on since, you know, I don't know, as as long as Daniel's book, it could be. Time has been increasing. The birth pains have been increasing. And we know that time, God is not limited to time or space. And so for us observing these times, we just have to understand that it is getting more rapid. If you look back in history and you look at when all of this started, you start to see this increase of knowledge, technology, hidden occult um, understanding and, and trying to search out these kinds of secrets of, you know, the occult and hidden knowledge and stuff like that. But when you look back, and this is just a very rough outline, you guys want to give you, you can do your own research on this. But in 1945, World War II ended. Now, World War II was really a critical time because you know, Nazis were doing all their thing. Hitler was obsessed with, you know, working out his dark occult magic, going to different places, seeking this out. I mean, there's a whole, we could do a whole podcast on that. But that was a critical juncture in time when World War II ended. Then you've got all of this stuff going on with Project Paperclip, MK Ultra, all of that. But in 1946, here's some critical time points for you. Jack Parsons, who many believe started JPL, Okay, Jet Propulsion's laboratory. He was like a mad scientist, rocket guy. Okay, he was doing sex magic with L. Ron Hubbard. Now, he's a founder of Scientology. Scientology is directly integrated into um, Freemasonry. You look at the symbols, it's all, they're all kind of a conglomerate of secret societies. So when you know the symbols, they all start to kind of pattern together. But L. Ron Hubbard, Jack Parsons were doing this kind of sex magic Babylon workings, they were trying to bring about um, this kind of goddess, okay, and they were doing this. At the same time, Operation High Jump was going down in Antarctica around 1946. Now, another interesting point in 1947, Alistair Crowley dies, he was a huge part in the 1900s of this influx of Satanism, he was called the beast, right? 666, the beast. So 1947, he dies. That same year, Roswell, the Roswell incident is started and the increase in UFOs started during that time. But we also see in 47 that the Book of Enoch and the Dead Sea Scrolls were found in a little cave by a little shepherd boy who threw a rock in, okay, in these in this cave and discovered that there was these Dead Sea Scrolls. Well, Along this same timeline, in 1948, Israel becomes named as a nation state. So is this coincidence that at this time, when all these things are happening, you've got UFO, you've got sex magic, you've got World War II ending, all of the occult stuff going on with Hitler and all his protégés, you've got the Dead Sea Scrolls found, you've got Israel becoming a nation state, increase of technology jumps up dramatically. And as we move into the 50s, we see... NASA being formed, Operation Dominic, where I believe they were looking for the firmament, um, the Antarctic Treaty, and it's only increased rapidly 
more and more and more. I gave you guys that quote from that digital journal, right? In the 1950s, it was human knowledge was doubled, doubled every 25 years. But in 2018, it was every day that human knowledge doubled. Something happened at that time in the spiritual realm to rip open whatever you want to say, a veil or something happened to increase this knowledge. And so people say, well, everybody's been saying that Jesus is going to return. Well, nothing has been like it has been for the last 70 years. And we need to be aware and awake that this stuff is going on. You know, so this increase of knowledge, this idea that it ties back to a full cycle back to when the fallen angels came down and taught this to men. Now, I believe that a lot of these bloodlines have been preserved um, with all of the, you know, uptick of things they can do with DNA. Who knows? I mean, I've read studies where they can take DNA material out of a well-preserved bone and recreate a human using that genetic material. Think of all the things that they could do if they discover, you know, giant bones or Gilgamesh's tomb um, in Iraq. They could take that DNA and recreate humans. Now we know about the Black Awakening by Russ Dizdar. He talked about these kind of super soldiers that they're making. And this is this idea of these hybrids, um, MK Ultra, whatever you want to call it, whatever they are creating in these deep underground military bases, they are preparing for the days ahead. And we know that Christ is returning. Now, a lot of people think that this is just fairy tale. It's not going to happen. Guys, it's going to happen. And these people, they'll lead us of the world. They know that. And part of this hidden knowledge and deception is going to run rampant through social media. And it's happening today. And so the good parts about social media is the fact that people are waking up, right? We see it every day. More and more people are coming to this understanding that the government isn't what they say they are. Our leaders aren't who they say they are. We haven't been to the moon, right? All of these different things. 9-11 was an inside job. The corruptness on so many levels that we can't even fathom how evil these people are. And what always blows my mind is it's almost as if people think that the bad men went away, like after Hitler, like in Stalin, you know, there's there's no more bad, evil men. They've only gotten worse. And so we've got to get our lives straight. And we've got to start waking up and being discerning and wise of the information that they're putting out there, because there is such thing as controlled opposition. The best way to control a population is to put out people in place who look like heroes or somebody that you would trust, and then you follow them. So whatever information they put out you learn to trust them. You learn to take what they say as truth. You look to them for leadership and understanding and more wisdom and more knowledge. And while that can be a good thing, these people who are put into positions, whether they know it or not, now some are put into controlled opposition positions and they know it. Others are willfully ignorant. They have no clue that by their own deception, they are thus leading the sheep to the slaughter. Does that make sense? So when you look at that, you've got to be really careful with what you ingest online. Who are you getting your information from? And when you get that information, are you then taking that and saying, okay, God, you know, is this something that I need to bring into my psyche, into my database in my mind and use? If it's not, you need to throw it out. You, we need to have wisdom and discernment because the excess of knowledge and 
understanding is so exponential at this point that it's really getting hard to keep up with what happened yesterday. And I don't know if you guys do this, but with me, I get so overloaded sometimes that I have to take a break. And I, that is one of my encouragement to you all that, you know, take a break, step back. If you find yourself getting confused, irritated, triggered, agitated, what have you, go off social media for a couple of days, take a step back, go back to basics, hang out with your family, have that interrelational, um, you know, interaction where you actually talk to people and you put your phone down. Um, you know, that's, like I said, in my, my previous podcast, that's how God created us. He created us to be interpersonal. He created us to have relationship. And when you look at all of this, and you think of the end times going back to this big cycle, right, of as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man returns, you can even look in Second Thessalonians 2, one through three, it talks about not being deceived by any means for that day will not come, meaning the day of the Lord, unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed the son of perdition. So you've got this idea here that there's going to be a falling away from the true word of Christ. There's going to be a falling away from Jesus Christ. And I even see that now there's a lot of people that believe that the name Jesus isn't really his real name. And, you know, (laughs) As somebody who has been in ministry for over 30 years and seen the power of the name of Jesus alone all throughout the world, don't buy into that lie. It's not true. I understand that there wasn't a J during that time. And in Hebrew, right, there was only a Y. And if you want to call God Yahweh or Yah or Yeshua, that's up to you. But the name Jesus is still a very powerful name. And we have to remember that, that Just because new ideas come along, just because more information comes along, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. You've got to test everything. And when we look in the New Testament, we see in John 16, 13, it says, Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you all things to come. And this is the idea of the Holy Spirit, who is our helper, our counselor, right? He brings us into all truth. And so if you aren't born again, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then that's the first step because you've got to have the Holy Spirit within you to help you navigate the end days, you guys. It is going to be so deceptive. It is already so deceptive. And in fact, I see so much deception online. It really hurts my heart to see how much the body of Christ is being divided, how many people are left confused, anxious. I see a lot of pride too. A lot of people are prideful. They are angry. They are very um, stiff necked and hard hearted. And, you know, when you're that way, God can't use you. And you got to have a humble spirit, you got to have a teachable heart. And when you think about these end days, you need that or else the chances of us being deceived is very likely. And so we need to have not only the Holy Spirit, but I encourage you guys have one or two people around you that are mature, that exhibit self control that, you know, really are have been walking in the faith for quite some time and they exhibit the fruit of the spirit have those people in your life to hold you accountable to refine you to strengthen you in these days ahead because you can't do this rogue you can't do this on your own or else you you will be swept away i guarantee it and 
like I always say, test me, test what I say, don't take my words for truth. You've got to know it yourself. This is how we got into this trouble in the first place. And a lot of us woke up to the fact that we weren't doing our own research, we were taking what people told us online. And this includes influencers, this includes your favorite pastor or celebrity or you know, that person who says they're a Christian, and they have the cute little page with thousands of followers, they can unknowingly mislead you know that, know that some willingly, some unknowingly. And so when we understand this, we can better navigate the days ahead. And I want to end with Daniel, because at the end of Daniel 12, 9, The angel says, and he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. And then it says in verse 10, many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And so you want to be one of those wise ones that stand at the end, who is tried, who is purified, who is renewed, who... God looks at you and says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You endured the race that was set before you. So I just encourage you guys and give you hope with that today. Stay true to God's word. Ask the spirit of truth, which is the Holy Spirit, to come upon you and help you understand the days ahead. I hope you guys have a great day and we will see you next time.